I'm very excited for this episode only because I want to push Rear Window further down our no. page. <laughs> I like Rear Window. I am not going to talk about it anymore. Okay. But I'm just glad that it's not our top episode anymore. We have two special guests with us today. The first is Adrian. Hello. Do you have an interesting fact, Adrian? I don't right now. Sorry, I wasn't prepared for this. I just learned we're leaving at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, and that shook me. An interesting fact. 10 p.m. right now. Adrian is going to start a competing podcast with a friend. So no, we'll it's going to have nothing to do with this. We'll That's see how that goes. You get 168 listens right out the gate. <laughs> yeah. Probably, right. And we what? have Connor as well. Hello. Okay. Hi. <laughs> do, you have, do you have an interesting fact, Connor? I do not have one either. That's a lie. There's so many things. You went to film school oh. for a little bit. Briefly. All but briefly. So, directly related to this? Yes. Sure. So, we're going to have some good insight. <laughs> Probably not, but we'll... <laughs> Many new opinions today. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you are Chris. I'm Chris. My interesting fact is that I saw this movie with my parents and they actively disliked it. <laughs> it's a film that I've had to defend to them multiple times since viewing. Because mm. it's a film where I know good and damn well you enjoyed it. Mom, my mom, the Debs, was laughing out loud consistently at that <laughs> angel sticking its tongue in Tony Collette's ear. Ooh. And then afterwards denied the whole thing. Denied that she liked that part. Yes. <laughs> mm. So, mm. we'll see what they say when they listen to this episode. I don't know. And then I'm Callie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have any fun, any more fun facts. I'm, I'm plum. Done plum with out. your finals. Yeah, but that's like a week ago. It's still relevant. It's it's stale at this point. Uh, I don't know. Done with second half of, or first half of nursing school. Yeah. Halfway to nursehood. On to. I don't know. Very other close. things. <laughs> Who knows. And this is the Not So Scary Podcast, episode 31, a special Christmas episode talking about a film that I enjoyed a lot the first time, and spoiler alert, I enjoyed a lot the second time, <laughs> called Crumpus. What year is this? 2016? 2015. 2015. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got some background? I do. So it was released in 2015, as we just said. The director is Michael Doherty, um, most known for Trick or Treat. Godzilla, King of Monsters, and Krampus, Avi, as a director, but more, more notably probably as a writer, um, he's more known for Trick or Treat, again, Superman Returns, and then X2, X-Men United. I've never seen either of those. X2 is lit. It's one of the best superhero movies, I think. Um, it's got the girl with the fingernails. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Yeah. No. <laughs> She's like Wolverine, but they're fingernails. Oh. And they have oh. a each individual finger. Yeah. And There's one they have a really intense... Mm-hmm. That's how it goes usually though, right? Well, instead yeah. of the instead four, of the, Wolverine only Wayne. has yeah. four. Know, I'm just She's kidding. got five. And they have a really crazy brawl that ends with oh. him injecting her with that metal. And it comes out her eyeballs. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not an X-Men person. I like X-Men more than I like most other superheroes, I would say. Mostly because they have a diversity of characters. They're not yeah. all like hot white guys with brown hair. Yeah. Um, you've got some people who have been through traumatic childhoods. You've got some like attractive women, kind of more plain looking women. Just a diversity of voices. Queer people. Iceman is gay. Is he? Good for him. That's what I, I always wanted to be Iceman. I always thought that was the coolest power. I always like Ice Pokemon. Did you like, um, what's his name from Incredibles? Frozone? Yeah. No, I don't identify with Frozone. <laughs> I identified with Violet from The Incredibles. I mm. thought that her power was the coolest. She does have, I would like invisibility and, you know. And shields and stuff. Shields and all that. Yeah. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, trick or treat. Trick or treat. Do you have anything to say about that? No, do you? Overrated. It's just a film that, like, people get their panties in a bunch about and say... Like, I think it was direct to DVD, but it was, like, it's developed this big cult following, and every year around Halloween on Reddit, they're like, trick-or-treat, underappreciated gem, like, a masterpiece, blah, blah, blah. I watched it with my family last year, and we were all just underwhelmed. It doesn't do anything for me. It's got Anna Paquin. Why? Academy Award winner. Why is she in this movie? <laughs> I don't know. I She's know. An Academy Award winner, right? Am I making that up? The oh, I piano. don't know. I, I don't Kira know who that Ray. is even. Um, maybe Michael Doherty is going to be the new holiday movie specialist. Halloween, Christmas now. Yeah. Weird coincidence. Strange. But I do know he put in an Easter egg, quote unquote, from. So whenever Max, the main kid, was um, like giving his cousins candy. There was like a lollipop or something in there. That's like what's used as a weapon in trick or treat, hmm. or something like that. And so he like. I believe back. you. I don't yeah. remember that though. It says exact replica. It's just a flash, so it wasn't like anything. Like, who do you see this? Like they do with like Alfred Hitchcock or whatever. It's similar. I mean, I guess I'm talking for myself because nobody else has seen it but the monster in trick-or-treat is very similar to the gingerbread men now that i think about it Mm. and it's even that sort of like screaming manic thing that they do yeah very similar to the trick-or-treat he's got a a style i guess yeah um and then so we have writer both michael doherty and then todd casey and Todd Casey's most known for Avengers Assemble, which is a TV show, and then Star vs. the Forces of Evil. That's his main, like, things. Oh. My brother watched Star vs. Forces of Evil. I've never seen it. Is that a cartoon? Yeah. I think it's very close to anime, but it's not anime. I'm not really sure. I say that because Aaron really likes anime. Okay. And, yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my point that I'll call back to later Todd Casey really does a lot of animation cartoon style type things um, Adam Scott who I love plays Tom most known for Step Brothers Friends with Kids The Secret Life of Walter Mitty and Krampus um, obviously also known for Parks and Rec Good Place Disaster Artist Our Idiot Brother he's mostly a comedy actor also in something called Piranha 3D which will something called Piranha 3D I've never 3D. seen it <laughs> I've never All seen right. it. 
Okay, what what importance does it have to you? I would call it a masterpiece of that type of horror film. If that's what you want, if you want like hot people on a beach, boobs, gratuitous deaths. Is Adam Scott hot? No, but he's not the hot person. On, well, no, I'm just saying that not he's not the conventional like. What's that? What are those people? The Hemsworths. Because um, he's like the main protagonist in that film, isn't he? Or one of them. One of them. Like I'll go with one of them. Yeah, it's there's like a crew. I guess I should say there's like a crew of older actors who are sort of like Adam Scott level of attractiveness, and then there's like hot young people getting eaten by piranhas oh there's somebody who it's it's not my thing but i can acknowledge like you accomplished your goals which is to entertain like a high school boy audience okay it's it was very financially successful when we were in high school yes strange Hmm. okay uh tony collette plays Sarah, most known for Sixth Sense Hereditary, which we reference a lot, uh, about a boy in Little Miss Sunshine. Also in The Dead Girl, Eight and a Half Women, Emma Cosey, and starting her career off in 1990 in an episode of A Country Practice. Very important. Muriel's um, Wedding. Like other movies that she's or been Muriel's, in. Is that Muriel? 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 Her movie that was her big break. I would feel bad if I didn't say it. Oh, I don't know. Muriel's something. Muriel's, um, it is Muriel's wedding. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she was also in that movie, um, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which just came out on Netflix, oh, which yeah. was very good. I saw that and I was like, that sounds familiar. And I scrolled right past it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I knew she was not from the US. I couldn't remember where she was from. So in here I put she's Australian. Yeah. She um, and originally, I just thought it was interesting. Her last name. Colette had one E and she added an E later and I don't know why. So it was C-O-L-L-E-T-T. French? Just trying to seem more European or something? Maybe. I'm not sure. I tried to look it up and I couldn't find anything. Um, Then you got Alison Tallman plays Linda. Um, She's in Good Girls, which you've seen. Yeah. Did you recognize her from that? She is a despicable character in Good Girls. (laughs) Oh, really? I've only seen season one. Is she in season two as well? Yes, I think so. I don't remember, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. Good Girls was one of those things where when I was watching it, I'm like, this is so good, and now I don't remember anything about it. Oh, yeah, I remember (laughs) you saying that it was really good, and you were like, and you would binge it, and then... Yeah, and now I just have apathy towards it. That's okay. (laughs) Um, Also known for The Gift, Krampus. Um, Also in Fargo, which Connor pointed out to me, because I was like, oh, is she? And then I saw she was. Barracuda, Addicted to Fresno, et cetera, et cetera. That's all I really had on her. Um, and then David Kochner, if that's how you pronounce it. I only know this because I listen to the Office Ladies podcast. Is it Kochner? It's Kechner. Kechner. Oh, Because they sorry. talk about him a lot and just how sorry, much they David like Kechner. him. <laughs> um, plays Howard, most known for Anchorman 1 and 2, Get Smart, Thank You for Smoking, The Office, and Piranha 3 DD. <laughs> Three double D. Three double D. <laughs> That's the main reason why I put Piranha 3D under Adam Scott and then Piranha 3 double D. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Yes. Um, so I, I've never liked any of his characters. <gasps> I hate 
What is I it, think Packer? the first time through you hate Packer, and no, then after that, time. he's like the best character. Oh, no, he's despicable. I hate... The only time I like him is when he like spikes everybody's cupcakes in the office. <laughs> I, it's funny. I like, I mean, the only time that I don't like him is when he makes fun of Phyllis, because that's kind of a low blow. That's mean. What does he say to her? Oh, when he's telling that joke and he's comparing... Uh, like the very attractive woman and then he's trying to get like an example of an unattractive woman. Yeah. Aww, that's mean. Poor Phyllis. She doesn't deserve that. Um, but yeah, so it's for him. What does he say to Jim? There's uh, sorry, there's just what he says something never mind. We don't need to dwell on that. Okay. <laughs> no, um, I'll defend Packer's character. He's a great and, character. Yeah. And um, look at this Prana D D. Nice. <laughs> Three double D. It spawned. I'm uh, very yeah. lucrative. Well, <laughs> I remember that very, very vividly. Um, okay, and then I was just going to stop there, but then I was trying to figure out where that main boy was from. Um, MJ Anthony, who plays Max, known for his roles in Chef, which is what Connor said, um, The Jungle Book, Bad Moms, and Krampus. That's all I had. Apparently, he was a super flirt on the set of Krampus, and like every girl that came on set, he flirted with (laughs) as like a 10 year old kid. (laughs) So strange. Uh, Budget was 15 million. Opening US was 16.3 million. Gross US was 42.7 million, and worldwide was 61.5 million. Kind of underperformed. I don't know. I like watch this movie and I'm like, this is lit. Like, why did more people not like this? Why does this not have a bigger following? Am I alone? I think, like, so 2015 it came out. What month in 2015? It was supposed to release in November and then it got pushed back to December 4th. Mm. Kind of early for like a Christmas movie, December 4th. Yeah, it's not hitting that. Hey, we're all at home for the break. Mm. Not quite hitting that. Just yeah, like, that's kind of like in the middle of finals. Yeah. If that's the main but I think, type of people they're going for. Yeah. I think there's a track last several years where, I don't know, things just don't hit as hard to the general audience anymore. Got to be a little bit more niche. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a couple massive releases a year, and then everything else sort of falls through the cracks a little bit. Waiting patiently for the 90s indie films to return. Yes. I just don't. I still haven't seen Avengers Endgame. Oh. It's just not... It's not worth it. I haven't seen a single Avengers. <laughs> no. oh. You got 30 movies to catch up on. <laughs> I have seen... It's only 21. I've, <laughs> I've definitely seen Avengers Civil War. But There's I, actually 21 Avenger movies. Yeah, like 21. Like Endgame was the 21st mm-hmm. one. Marvel Universe? Or like, Black Avengers Black Universe? Aven- I think like, Avengers specifically. From Iron Man to... Okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Universe. Or like people yeah. who are involved in the Avengers. I haven't seen very many of them. I have to admit, I'm, I'm a big sucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are on the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What did you think of this movie? Adrian, go. Mm. <laughs> Got his notes. I think Connor's right, right? Like, it's not going to hit the general audience with the December 4th release. What did you think of this movie? <laughs> Here's what Connor thought. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I mean, but I think I like goofy stuffed animals and gingerbread cookies running around like Super Smash characters, so. Yeah. 
I didn't think <laughs> it was particularly interesting overall. I didn't think it was super, super funny, but the monsters were good. Did so. you like Detective Pikachu? Yes. Yes. That's for a whole different reason. I know. <laughs> we like Detective Pikachu a lot. Well, you're right. Why do you say thing. that? Some of, some of the, like, like Ludicolo in that movie in the coffee shop. It's just <laughs> a ridiculous <laughs> little... No, I haven't <laughs> seen that. So, yeah. same idea. You have a couple of <laughs> characters that are just so outrageous, so I'm going to like it for that five-minute scene. Mm. And I'm going to enjoy gingerbread cookies getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> just blasted. <laughs> pure chaos. Do you have a rating? I'll wait. I don't want to go first. This always happens. I will tell you. Maybe I should pull it up before I make this announcement. (laughs) I enjoy this movie a lot. And I actually think that it hits a lot of different boxes because I laughed out loud several times. But I think it has more emotional depth than a lot of other movies in its genre. Like, I don't... When they're reading that note, right, and we then, just rewatched that scene... And then you forget about it the next 60 minutes. I they don't really have a nice wrapper at the end that brings them all together. I like the ending. You know, I was reading that that was a criticism of the movie, that they thought that the twist... Would it have been a better movie if everybody had died? To me... But I'm not. <laughs> I would. Yes. I, I love like for you know. I normally say that you can't kill kids in a movie. That being said, one of my favorite movies, which I'm not going to spoil on this podcast, is notorious for a kid getting shot in the head totally unexpectedly, and it just like sitting in that moment for. Probably like two minutes of silence. Well, that's how Hereditary is too. Yes, oh, yes. yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. Doctor Sleep as well from yes. last year. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Child murder in that one. So maybe I shouldn't <laughs> say that. Maybe I love child murder. <laughs> maybe like, it makes a good movie. <laughs> maybe I'm just like numb to everything short of the greatest atrocities in a film. <laughs> and so, would I personally have enjoyed it more if Crumpus had thrown Max into the depths of hell at the end of the movie? Yeah, but then it'd come out as a bad result rather than the happy one. I guess See, you could. I, I don't like humans killing kids, but I like Krampus I laughing like... and then the elves cheering. Yes. I love Krampus wiping away the tear <laughs> with his gnarly fingernail and then throwing <laughs> Max into hell. Yeah, I would have enjoyed that. Um, but I still, you know, I I still like it a lot. I'll throw out a rating. Let me look at what I actually what's, have it at. I was about to say, what's the position on your list? I think it's high. Yeah. I think you're going to be shook how high I oh, have gosh. this movie. <laughs> oh, it's not that high. It's dropped a little bit. It's right now at 36 out of 141. What mm. does that mean? Top 20%. So it's like a 7.4. Now is this the a, a list of specifically twentieth century? Because I think that or twenty okay. first, I should say, because comparing twentieth and twenty first is thorny, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I I agree with that. Okay, I'm fine with my reading seven point <laughs> four. Yeah, I like that. It used to be much higher. Oh, I remember yeah. at one point it was at like fifteen. Oh. And it has slowly dropped over the years. As you've seen more movies? Yeah. yeah. Connor, what do you think? What do I think about the movie film overall? Your impression, yeah. your scoring? Um, I, have t- I will agree with... 
Chris, I remember. So this was not the first time I have seen it uh, either. Uh. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, okay. So, <laughs> so the first time I saw it, um, do you remember Popcorn Time, the Google Chrome extension, where you could just torrent any and all no content it was awesome (laughs) and it was very short lived Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember one summer I just and so this was one of them and I don't know if it just bled into everything else that I had watched I had forgotten a lot about it I remember liking it a lot more it seems like some of the humor because I feel like tonally the film knows what it's doing it has that opening sequence that's just bonkers and cynical but also very funny um but again some of the the written dialogue doesn't land like anything that the great aunt says Mm. i don't necessarily find funny yeah i I get it's supposed to be it's kind of lowbrow stuff she says something about balls at some point and it's like Yeah. yeah The, oh, the nuts with the, the squirrels? Nuts. The nuts, yeah. They're playing with their nuts. Well, it's and like... she... Yeah. And and she was a main character on Two and a Half Men. Yeah. And when I watch this movie, anytime I'm just, like, waiting for the laugh track to kick in. Mm. Like, okay, when when do I when do I laugh when she, when she some says some laugh track cynicism. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But um, also exactly what Adrian said as well. I love the production design and the costume. Um, when uh, so the sequence with uh, David Keckner and the Gingerbread Men. I don't know if y'all have seen Small Soldiers. No. From that movie from the late '90s. It was directed directed by um, Joe Dante, who did Gremlins one and two, mm-hmm. um, The Howling. And then a couple of other little kind of B, C list horror films, um, but just the like, just the little, I don't know, the cutesy little things that are actually very dangerous that you know come to life and try and hurt you. It's just, it's funny, it's weird, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, that was my favorite scene with their nail gun. It looked like they were, yeah. they looked like they were trying to reload it for a second. Like, well, what do we do? What do, we do? Yeah. I like the attic more than I like the gingerbread men. I like the fire screaming on the floor. No, I like that crazy angel. No. That was the best part when that angel tries to hang. You told Tony. me about the angel before. I remember it now. Yeah. You mentioned it at some point. The angel with the tongue in Tony Collette's ear. Like God. what? What intern <laughs> thought of that? Like, oof, <laughs> grim. What was your rating for it? We try and do yeah, scale we'll... of one to ten with five being 50th percentile okay 100 movies in a row it would be at like number 50 um i think i don't know that's hard because i like both halves of this movie but for very different reasons but i also dislike both both halves (laughs) for very different reasons um I'll do right at five, just straight up five. All right. <laughs> Chris is like, uh, <laughs> I. Oh. <laughs> uh oh. I didn't like it very much. <laughs> um, 
It was absolute chaos and lost me a lot. Which, okay, so I did, I like, I thought some bits were funny, so I was like, haha, what? That's insane. But like, I was lost in what they were trying to achieve. I thought it was very Tim Burton y, very like uh, Disney esque, mm. which I know they're like kind of going like a little bit like that based on what I've read. Um, I just, I feel like they didn't know what they were really doing, like where they were trying to go. And what you said about the laugh track is, I agree with. Like, I was waiting to be like, when do I laugh? But like, because it was like, you had the, um, opposition of the grandma who's like the serious woman oh. and then the aunt who's like I'm stupid drunk lady like <laughs> and then you're just like what? I'm confused and so I felt like I was very tossed around and so I don't know I, w- I mean I'd watch it again it was entertaining for the fact that it was like the tongue in the ear and all that and I was like ew I'm uncomfortable and then like but I just I didn't really like the gingerbread man oh. <laughs> I didn't like um I don't know I just didn't I didn't connect with any of the characters like <laughs> Whatever. Honestly, my favorite character was the grandma. <laughs> you, you hate her. Wow, and what? so I know. Well, just because, I don't know. Maybe she's foreign. That's why I liked her. She didn't, like, belong there. She's and, mysterious. Yeah, she's out of the element. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to score it super low, but I would give it, like, maybe, like, a 4.3. <laughs> sticking out of my head. So there you go. <laughs> Okay. What does Adrian think? I think I agree. It's got five, five point five. That's very reasonable. It's right in the middle. I like how he split it into two halves, and the, the halves were very disconnected. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. The, the second half is just like chaos, and there's like there's no goal. It's not about the family anymore, and like developing relationships, and we never come back to that. We have yeah. some dream sequence where everyone's happy, but like you don't know if it's real or not, and you don't know if they are getting along. Why are they getting along now? But at the same time, the craft of that second half, I think, is excellent and just the look of Krampus himself like mm, yeah. that's all practical effects I mean except the tongue um, and probably a bit except the tongue. of the mask as well there are good scenes in the second half I like when the goblins come in the window just yes. in chaos and are cheering <laughs> see that's where I like zoned out a little bit because it was like uh, absolute chaos and yeah. I like if there's so much happening I'm just like I get lost and I just I don't know where else? Oh, in the attic too. I zoned yeah. out because it was just so it's like a much tight, confound space. Yeah, and it's just so much happening. Like, I was confused why she saw her daughter, like laying on the ground when we thought that the thing that box thing had eaten both of them, and or I thought that, but I don't know. It was just weird. Like there was no. It was a lot of like not deep development on like the critters, like. The thing is, the movie's called Krampus. We didn't see Krampus or learn about him until the very end. When he was just like, tear shed, and like shoved the kid. And, you know, it's just like, no, not much character development. Well, well speaking of that, what did we all think of the um, stop motion segment? Oh, yeah. oh that was weird. Which, yeah. What's I didn't the stop need motion that. segment? The, with the grandma. Oh, with the grandma. Sure. No, yeah, that's another thing. I was like, that was very Tim burton to me. And I was like, why is this in here? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't yeah, make sense. I didn't need that. Kind of looked like Coraline. Yeah. Um, God, we should watch Coraline. It's not on Netflix anymore. That's one of oh, my really? favorite yeah. movies. No, because we were just looking for it. Mm. Um, no, I didn't like the stop motion animation. Um, one thing when you were saying with the mask um, or like Krampus's face, I read on the trivia that it's like Krampus's true face is hidden underneath a Santa Claus-like mask, which I thought was interesting. Um, it's never fully revealed so the audience can make their own decision about like what he actually looks like 
And so to me, it's interesting because they went the length to like make a Krampus costume and then put a mask over top of that. So it's not like just the actor's face underneath. It's like all this other stuff too. Have you seen that claymation of Mark Twain adventures where they meet the devil? Mm-mm. Okay, I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. Anybody? <laughs> mm. It's very, it's like this 80s claymation that they did where otherwise it's like Mark Twain takes them on literary adventures and at some point he like, they get in the magic elevator and they go to the wrong floor and they meet Satan and just Satan's mask is very weird and he like lives on an island in the middle of space we'll watch it later <laughs> Okay. maybe we'll just watch that as a horror movie one day because it's very like unsettling how long is it? I don't know I've not actually watched the whole thing the is Satan it? thing is about 10 minutes oh okay um, but it's only one part of a long movie oh okay I know you're like kind of disappointed about I just I just disagree <laughs> that's all there is to it like I just I like the first half because I think that actually Where the child the actors point? did a really I put the half point as you know what I'm even gonna split it into like pre and post monsters let's go with that okay as soon as Krampus shows up and kills Beth then like okay we've turned a corner it's a monster movie now hmm Whereas before, it's sort of like, um, what is that Sarah Jessica Parker movie? This Family Stone. It's very like the Family Stone, where it's just like rich white people get in a room on Christmas and don't like each other. But then monsters show up. (laughs) I just think the monsters are so good. I'm willing to overlook every other flaw. (laughs) I think that like... The elves are psychotic. Like, I've already talked about that angel. Just, like, I love the fact that, okay, there's a crazy clown snake with jaws that come unhinged. And then there's a crazy angel. And then there's a crazy teddy bear. And then there's a crazy Megatron doll that's literally stabbing Adam Scott in the back with a pair of scissors. It's so much. You have to take it all in all at once within, like, a two-minute segment. I'm I'm into it. Mm. I love when they stab that teddy bear in the eye oh, and it like and it screams juicy. out in pain and, and she, she throws him out the window, she throws him out the window or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like he comes back. Yeah, I like it. When when so the angel gets blasted in the air, doesn't she? Yeah, when the elves show <laughs> up with pikes like those mean people in Wizard of Oz. Oh yeah, the, um, the monkeys, Wicked right? Witch of the West's uh, whatever those like minions. Guys. No, oh, the green know. guys that are like they're like human oh. looking things, but they have those crazy pikes. Yeah. The elves show up like that. You say pike, it always like triggers a memory. I had to memorize all these medieval weapons in middle school, and pike was one of them. That's the only one I can remember. A morning star. I guess. I, I built I built a morning star for a project in middle school. It's the pole with the chain and the spike ball on oh, the end yeah. of it. Oh yeah. You built that? Dean nice. built it. Oh. And <laughs> he talked about that a lot. He just talked he about that. T- he talks though. about that all the time cuz it is a classic like we probably had a month to work on this project and then the night before <laughs> at like 8 p.m. I'm like oh shit I have not and so Dean gets like a rage drive to Walmart to buy all this stuff and then he makes it and then I get in trouble because it's like too realistic oh what and the school was upset 
Because it looked like a true weapon? Well, I think because it was a, a wooden pole with a chain <laughs> that, like, you could actually fuck someone up with. Oh. Even though it was, like, a styrofoam ball covered in aluminum foil that was the, like, morning star end of it. Hmm. I'll defend this movie. Okay. <laughs> I've, um, I've had to defend it before, and I will continue to. I was going to say, I didn't know what a Krampus was before this movie came out. Um... And so I was going to say, it's a huge part of Austrian and German folklore. And in Austria and southern Germany, they have Krampus runs. Did you ever experience this when you lived in Germany? Um, it's like grown-up men dress up as the Krampuses and parade through the city and streets and just scare kids. Nice. And it makes me really sad to think about Because, <laughs> you know, some douchebags are like, hey, let's go scare some kids. <laughs> kids are like, ah! <laughs> like... <laughs> You didn't know Krampus from The Office? I was I was about to ask, was that who he dressed up as? He dresses up as Oh god, that's a good trivia. What is that thing called? Um Impish or something. Are you impish or admirable? <laughs> but it's a it's a minion of Krumpus. Oscar reads about it. He's like, Oh no, it's real. Here it is on Wikipedia. It's a minion of Krumpus. Belschnickel. Belschnickel, mm. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> No, I I hadn't heard of Krampus before this movie. He's got a companion who dresses up in oh animated blackface. <laughs> we don't still do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, R.I.P. The Office. That's going to be a bummer when it's off Netflix. I know. Not enough to get NBC, but... Okay. Plot. Opening shot, we already talked about it. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas as people like charge into the store in this Black Friday thing that I've never experienced. I've done a lot of Black Fridays, but I've never experienced anything like that. In my hometown, there were people who got trampled. Like somebody died one year because they were trampling them. And then someone got tased one year. Nice. And like... It's insane. Like, people got punched out for Xboxes. People got... It was crazy. I, you know, I wasn't allowed to have gaming systems growing up. And so I, I would always get them, like, two generations late. Like, PS3 came out, and that was when I got a PS1. Mm. And I would play Crash Bandicoot. So I never had that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cyber Monday. My parents never did that. It was mm. like a garage sale. Sorry. The Office... 52 billion minutes watched in 2019. Just in 2019? 5% of all minutes of Netflix is The Office. Wow. Damn. And they're going to lose that. In That's crazy. Weeks. 5%? Wow. wow. I wonder what second place is. Maybe like. It's probably just the long tail of things. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch Gossip of like girl. less than 1%. Right. <laughs> right. Hmm. Man. Wild. Black Friday. Maybe um, New Girl. I feel like that gets advertised all the time yeah, on Netflix. Maybe. They really push that. Um, yeah, we meet the central family, which is Tony Collette as mom Sarah, Adam Scott as dad Tom, MJ Anthony as son Max, and Stefania Lovey Owen as Beth, who will disappear very soon. Yeah. <laughs> Max gets into a brawl during a Christmas pageant and everyone rushes to intervene. If you think this is important, you will be wrong. 
Back at the house, Grandma has made a ton of food and cookies. Family returns home, and the son explains that a bully was saying that Christmas is stupid and telling first graders that Santa isn't real. Everybody is generally in a sour mood because Mom's sister's family is coming, and they don't really get along. The family pulls up, and they suck from start to finish. They pull up with a Hummer that apparently rattles this giant house that they right. all live in for <laughs> some reason. Flashback to Hummers. I haven't seen a Hummer in a very long time. Even 2015 feels late for Hummers. That feels like when oh, I was yeah. in high school. Like 2008. Um, they ring the doorbell like crazy. Mom Linda is nice, but lets her family get away with too much. Todd Packer is a redneck asshole. <laughs> Howie is just a moron. Like, is there any more to his character? Does he even talk? I don't think he talks mm. at all. No, I think he laughs at one point. But that's oh, does he? It. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Or oh, he or he burps. He's just a moron. That's his entire character trait. Um, and the two daughters, Stevie and Jordan, are tomboy bullies. Are they supposed to be twins? I thought so initially, but I don't think so. Mm. Uh, they grumble and bitch for a little bit, but ultimately settle in for dinner. The mom made this super delicious meal, but the cousins are all being mean and making fun of it. In the meantime, Stevie and Jordan found a note that Max had written to Santa and read it out loud to the table. I have almost no memories of believing in Santa. I think I just dropped those very early. I was told at a very young age that Santa did not exist. Ouch. Yes, by a peer of mine who I... He was so mean all the way up through high school. <laughs> Joey Royko. Oof. <laughs> but I also... he he He's a strange kid because whenever he would... He was so smart, so smart. But whenever he took tests, he like would write down his answer and he's like, oh, that's wrong. I'd be like, so change your answer. He's like, no, I already wrote it down. And so mm. it's like he would like... I don't know. It was weird. Is this him? Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> Why? I have a picture Why? of me and him playing with dolls in preschool. Nice. So, used to be sweet. Not so much anymore. Why were you talking to him during a test? I wasn't. It was after the test. He was like, I think I got an 80, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, like... Why do you think you didn't get a great grade or whatever? He was like, well, because I already know all the answers. It's like, okay, Joey. Anyway, beside the point... <laughs> Um, yeah, I have no memory of believing in the tooth fairy. I always thought that that was ridiculous, but I carried that on to get money for a very long time. Like, I feel like until I was like 10 and I, I did that thing where you like walk out and you announce, I lost a tooth and I'm going to be putting it under my pillow tonight for the tooth fairy. <laughs> and then I did. I did. And then... Oh, my next, door, my next door neighbor, Ms. Birdsong, sewed, sewed me a pillow for the tooth fairy. Aww. She's so sweet. I lost my tooth, and then I would put it in the little pocket in the pillow, and then a quarter would be in there in the morning. <laughs> How did your parents sneak in at night? I don't know, because now I sleep I very up, lightly, right. but back in the day, I think we just slept much deeper when we had much less to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> much less stress. Yeah. Any comments about Santa, Adrian, I or Connor? Santa. Until I left him cookies. I don't know. Oh. Say, I was probably, I don't know. I'm definitely the max in this situation. I was oh. a little bit older. I think I also was too. 12 or 13. Second grade, third grade, I don't know. 
Cookies for Santa? That's like eight or nine years old. No, you both said, yeah, pretty late. And then one of you said 12 or 13. <laughs> and the other said second or third grade. 13 is like what, eighth grade? 13 Santa? for me was high school. Right. Yeah, eighth grade, eighth grade, eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. Now, right. was Our that yeah, was that for, in yeah, spite no, of people range. telling you that it wasn't real, or did you just keep your belief a secret? I just ignore them. Oh. <laughs> ignore the right. haters. I mean, ignore the haters, <laughs> exactly. Game, so. Yeah, they don't know what they're it talking about. And I mean, like, I'm sure in the back of my mind, I knew. It was just like, eh, whatever. I don't and, know why. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. I was going to say, all the adults like to make a point to me to be like, don't tell the kids Santa's not real. I'm like, who do you think I am? And I'm like, I'm not going to go around and be like, hey, kid. <laughs> Santa's not real. I don't know why, like, if I really believed, I don't think that some asshole telling me it was, wasn't was real would stop me. Yeah, really. Yeah. You know? Tell that to Christian. If Christians. a kid making fun of you, was going to tell you might not believe anything. I don't know. I mean, if you if you look too closely at it. happened to Max? Santa. I don't know. Well, Max is a weak-minded kid. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. His wish list, or he says, Dear Santa, I know I haven't been great this year, and I'm sorry for that. This note is very sad. I think it's very well done. I think the kid actor is pretty good, too. Mm -hmm. I think all the kid actors are pretty good. And Jay Anthony. I wish me and Beth could hang out like we used to. You might have noticed I don't have a ton of friends. Oh. I was going to say something. Isn't it like that's the normal age range where kids' like circles get a lot smaller? Mm-hmm. Because that's like, I want to say like fifth grade or so. I agree. It's the cool kids. Mm. Because Sports. my yeah. co-troop leader in Girl Scouts was worried that her daughter didn't have a ton of friends. Yeah. But it's like totally normal for kids' circles group to just like... To like two or one person even. Pediatricians will ask, who is your best friend? And it's really alarming if they can't think of like a best friend. Yeah. I just asked that today. Huh? By who? By Glenn. Who'd you say? My two friends in oh. school. Okay. What? Huh? Chris wanted to say for some reason. I've right. asked Adrian <laughs> before. He says that when you're dating somebody, you shouldn't be best friends or whatever with uh- them. I said this shouldn't be your only best friend. Yeah, yes, I think that's right. All right. Do you disagree? News to me. You, you, <laughs> you think this is true too. I do, but I think you just didn't phrase it well for the first bit. I think what that do you mean? what you're trying to say is that you should have friends outside of a relationship. You should, have you should very, be very each other's only lifeline. But what you said is like, you're not my best friend. That's what I said. <laughs> Um, See, what does it say, though, that you've interpreted it well? The Grinch. (laughs) The Grinch (laughs) over here. I would, I, yeah. Dear Santa. I, okay, we won't talk about my friendships. What? (laughs) I just am trying to phrase, like, I definitely, I even remember, like, being asked that and refusing to answer because there's nothing more hurtful. I've definitely had people where I I would say that we were friends and then they were like, eh. Mm. Ooh, Kids are jerks though age. sometimes. Like sixth grade was where I felt like was, people really started to be a jerk. When people start... There was also a phenomenon that I can't blame them for, which is that all of their parents said, "I don't want you hanging around with that kid anymore." Can't blame them for why? Because I was I was an asshole. I was a bad kid. Oh. I got sent to the principal's office a lot. I just had really bad untreated ADHD. Mm. Period. 
I just could not <laughs> sit in my chair. I could not not talk out in class and just interrupt and just be a nuisance, you know? I never was like bad, bad, bad. I just couldn't sit still. Hmm. Period. Um, Parenting. Yeah. I had a lot of people tell me my parents said we couldn't be friends anymore. Oh. Oh man. And then Chris Rose and now I see, and now I see those <laughs> parents never responded. And now I see those parents around town all the time, and it's just a big old middle finger. Like I'm living my best life, and where the hell is your kid? Maybe we should have been friends. Maybe they should have been more like me. They could have hitched their wagon to your star. They could have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Becky. <laughs> and you know what? I'll even forward this. The two years I took in between college and med school, which were planned, I took that time to study for the MCAT and build up my resume and whatever. I had a lot of those shady-ass parents oh, yeah, I remember try and talk about how their kids are off doing something amazing and, like, I'm being a loser yeah, I know. I'm talking too much. Okay. <laughs> um, I wish my mom and dad could fall in love again. Hmm. Oh, I thought, oh, I thought you were saying that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. no. He wow. says that. We never really got... We that had, was my point. We never really got tension between those exactly. parents. Yeah, it was... If anything, they seemed like they liked each other the whole movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's that one thing where he like answers the phone and she's like, I thought we weren't answering the phone. He said, no, I, I'm not going on trips, but I still have to answer the phone. That was the one little tidbit of conflict between them. Anyway... And he says, also, I wish things weren't so hard for Uncle Howard and Aunt Linda, so maybe you can lend them a hand the rest of the year, too. And I wish that Howard didn't wish that Stevie and Jordan were boys. Okay. Okay. He has a meltdown, but people weirdly blame him for that. So he goes upstairs, tears up his note. I don't remember what his wish is, but I feel like it's something like, I wish that everyone would just leave, go, away or, go away or something like that. Okay. Which apparently summons Krumpus because the next morning there's a terrible snowstorm, no electricity, no hot water, no heat. People are weirdly okay with that. I would be having a meltdown pretty quickly. Yeah. No, I mean, we shut this thing to 60 when we left. We came back, it was freezing here at 60. Yeah. Max notices a snowman outside, but nobody is concerned. We don't really learn anything about these snowmen. I wonder if there's a deleted scene where the snowmen, like, attack or Do something. Do you think that those were the elves? Oh. And they were hiding in the snowmen? Because we don't really see the yard after they crash into the window. Are the snowmen dead people? Because there's one that pops up after Howie leaves. Oh, it's the kid, right? It's, it looks like um, the sun. Right. Oh, that's right. But, yeah, like, does look yeah, does. we don't really get that ever again in the movie. You just see the Krampus running behind the snowman like crazy person. That's where the elves <laughs> running oh, behind. Oh, I thought Krampus also ran. Okay. I don't think he does. I think Krampus, I is, thought, I thought, Krampus well, is out in the open. He's like, those are the elves, those are the elves running around, and then they probably are the dead people because deceased well like well, the postman oh, yes. and Beth's boyfriend's family I, I do Beth. have questions about the universe yeah what's that's that? being set up so <laughs> Chris, like, I got you. there's one wish from one child right 
So are all the families being affected? Yeah, I don't know. I okay. that I it was weird that they opened up loose ends, like especially the mailman. I think yeah, it, I think he, it would have been very easy to just make the mailman like an elf. Like later on in the movie, he just rips his face off and he's an elf. Yeah, because then you also have the boyfriend's house, right? And it seems like something similar has happened mm-hmm. to them, but it never a t- really a totally unnecessary loose end because she could have just she was intercepted on the way to the boyfriend's just, house. Yeah. yeah. Why did we? Yeah. That was that Maybe was Maybe just dumb. to introduce like the gingerbread man, like, oh, something weird happened oh, the here. Of the night. Yeah. Mm. Eh. It's still unnecessary. I know, I think it's unnecessary, but maybe they're just trying to do a creative Almost like a thing. The thing. Remember when Kurt Russell and the other guy go to the first base and they oh, yeah. see the aftermath mm-hmm. of everything? I do remember. It's like that a little bit. Is The Thing a Christmas movie? We gotta watch The Thing. No. It has snow in it. Yeah. It has snow in it. <laughs> it's Christmas adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. While Beth is... Oh, so boy, Beth's boyfriend isn't responding to text messages, so she wants to walk over to his house and check on him. While walking, everything goes dark and spooky. She hears sleigh bells and sees Krumpus on top of a house. I liked this. Mm-hmm. I think in general, Krumpus's character design is effective. Yeah. I like that scene a lot when he was jumping from roof to roof. It's a little... The whole... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would do if my kid is, like, lost in... I mean, Beth is clearly dead. And the parents take that in stride pretty well. You know? There's not a lot of urgency. Right. They're sort of like, oh, you know, she's a smart girl. She's dead. Like, we saw what happened. Like, that house is iced over. Where are you proposing she went? Yeah. And there's a knife in a gingerbread man in the refrigerator. (laughs) Yeah. It is very weird. It sort of lets the cat out of the bag. Like, Beth dies, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, kids are going to be dying in this movie. That's what Adrian was like, did that kid just die? (laughs) Right. That's crazy. (laughs) Um... She does the classic hiding under the truck, and then this is kind of corny. Crumpus like walks around the truck to look for her. Amateur hour. Never hide under the bed. Never hide under the car. He drops like a jack in the box, and this evil clown thing comes out, and she dies, and the truck like shakes. I don't know if this is the snake because later we hear a jack in the box in the attic. And I wonder if it's like a snake and then it just gets bigger and bigger as it eats more things. That's what I would think. That's what I assumed that it was. It grows dark out and Beth still isn't back. They ask if Howard's Hummer can power through the snow. Howard is a character underdeveloped because sometimes he's very funny. Like, this is funny when he talks about Lucinda. If you, like, point Lucinda due east and start driving, you'll be storming the beaches of Normandy. (laughs) I think he's just too much of an asshole for the first half of the movie. So Tom and Howard start driving and they come upon this abandoned snowplow. And then they go through the the boyfriend's house. We already talked about it. This is really problematic. But this is where we find the snow demon. That like thing that slithers through the Mm -hmm. snow. Like what's... I guess that happens more with like the grass. There will be monsters that like groundhogs... There's a movie that I'm thinking of. Tremors. Tremors. Yeah. You're right. Perfect. 
<laughs> Sla <laughs> slash like maybe Dune. That ha there's that and maybe um, evil movies? Dune. It's evil worms. Mm. Uh, evil. They're worms. <laughs> you, they don't think Alaskan they're Alaskan <laughs> they, they can be tamed Famously um, So they come back And the Hummer ends up being on fire Which isn't explained I guess it's the elves Howard and Tom comes back Tom wants to play it cool And not send people into a panic But Grandma knows something is up They decide to hunker down And wait for the weather to break Howard gets first watch Promptly falls asleep the fire goes out, the iPad runs out of batteries, and we hear this weird laughter and see a hook descend from the chimney. On the hook is a gingerbread man and some bells. Someone is rattling the bells and wakes up Howie Jr., who tries to take the gingerbread man, but the gingerbread man wakes up, ties him up, and drags him up the chimney. He takes a bite of the gingerbread man. <sighs> I don't know how the gingerbread man doesn't die. Right. I... Also, that hook is a reference to the Icelandic version of Krampus, by the way. Oh. It's not actually part of Krampus. It's like, I forget what the Icelandic name for their person is, but he puts hooks down chimneys oh. and stuff, so. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hooks are scary, as far as well, weapons hooks. go. I'm not afraid. We were talking about axes. I'm not afraid of an axe. Is there a weapon that it's like, oh, this guy means business? A gun. Yeah. For me. Everyone who picked up a gun was like, well, I've never shot this before. Yeah, they all perfect perfect <laughs> <day>. <laughs> I appreciated that. The decisiveness. And... Yeah. There was a lot on the line. I guess. I can't. When I shot a handgun, if I shot like that outlet, I was probably this far, I couldn't hit it at all. It was, I was, I'm bad. I'm very good with a rifle, but I'm really bad with a handgun. So. It's more difficult than you think it's going to be. Yeah. You think you're just going to, like, line up the sight and shoot, but it doesn't go that way. Yeah. There's a reason it's an Olympic sport. Okay. That's my halfway point. Does anybody have any retractions? Nope. Oh, I had one, but I forgot what it was, so I guess I'll do it in the next one. <laughs> I have thought long and hard about why I'm so dismissive of Rear Window. I don't have a great answer. Sometimes I will, like, settle on an answer, and now I'm sitting here and I can't think of what I was going to say. So let's just keep plowing on. We're okay. running long on time. Grandma restarts the fire and tells that stop-motion animation story of Krampus where her parents get stolen away and gone forever. <laughs> it makes you wonder like did she not try like Max didn't try that hard to get Krampus to stop like did grandma just not try well from the animation it looks like she just sat there watched and was like I'm alone after that you know I guess I just never like had the spirit of Christmas so I never lost the spirit of Christmas like I, if my parents were having a if my family was having a brawl on Christmas, I wouldn't say, but it's Christmas. Yeah. I would say, like, stop. <laughs> what are you doing? You know what I mean? So I guess I would just never summon Krampus to begin with. But anyway. Would it be weird to meet a kid who does have the spirit of Christmas? I've never met a kid who has that intense of a spirit. It's Christmas! Stop fighting! Like, 
yeah. I'd be like, why? What is? Why are you screaming about yeah, Christmas? Parents do it, right? <laughs> I feel like your parents even said it before. Like it's the holidays because they along. Your mom has definitely said it to your dad before about going to see your grandparents. <laughs> He's what? just like showing oh. all the cards. We're just gonna air <laughs> dirty laundry. <laughs> is that dirty laundry? After talking about whatever the guy's name was, Jonathan, Joey, Joey, Joey Royko. First laugh of second time. I don't. I don't know that we invoke the holiday spirit. I think we just invoke human nature. Mm. I think as we age, those moments in time mean different things to us. And like as we get older, I think it's more synonymous with family time. So mm. maybe that is invoking not necessarily the holiday spirit, but just wanting everybody to be together for that doesn't get invoke the holiday the spirit for me. <laughs> it invokes the Krampus spirit. <laughs> Are you Krampus? <laughs> um, Howard is pissed at this nonsense and says he's going outside to save Howie. He storms outside the house and we see like 20 snowmen with these, what we later find to be elves, hiding behind them. I want to know more about that. You know, I just... I would have liked to have known more about these crazy ass monsters. I'll just say that. Which is enough to spook the parents so they resolve to stay inside and keep the fire hot. The next day, Tom devises a plan to get the snowplow and clear a way for everyone to flee. But before that can happen, the sisters go upstairs to find a bathroom, but hear voices in the attic. Something happens off screen, they scream for help, the parents go up, except for Howard. And so we have two storylines simultaneously. In the attic, they see that stuff has broken out of the presence. They keep looking and find this crazy clown lizard thing eating the sisters, which is, I wish that this was, before the gingerbread men, I wish this was the first monster we saw because it is alarming mm. when its mouth opens and it's got like two sets of razor sharp teeth and it's eating one of them that should have been the first monster not the elves not anything else mm. we also see a rabid teddy bear that bites a robot doll that stabs and an angel that sticks its tongue in tony collette's ear and tries to hang her the least dangerous of all Stab, bite. <laughs> it tries to. Ear. It can fly with a lot of power because it manages to lift Tony Collette off the ground. I love the angel. That's my favorite one. I don't know about y'all, but when she was hanging there, I just waited for her to go. Yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> <With> hereditary. <laughs> stop it. God. That's so funny. She does get hung a lot or hanged a lot. A robbed queen. Hereditary. <laughs> yeah. She should have been at the very least nominated for the Academy Award. Right. Who won it? Renee Zellweger? I don't even know. For a biopic? Again? <laughs> I'm just done with biop. I'm done with superhero movies and I'm done with biopics. <laughs> Unless it's going to be somebody brand new. Judy Garland? How many Judy Garland movies are there? Anyway. Linda goes apeshit and saves everyone, but the snake escapes with Jordan at the last second. Meanwhile, downstairs, Howard is attacked by gingerbread men with a nail gun. He manages to shoot all but one, and they burn and scream. 
I think this could have been longer. I liked, I think I could have washed the gingerbread burn and like just slowly crumble and scream. No, it was long enough. And lose their (laughs) body parts, you know. You thought it was too okay. I didn't think I, I it was too it was long. I liked, it. I liked that the dog ignored him first, and then the dog came back yes, and saved <laughs> him after. Yes, he did. Rosie. 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 The dog helps out and eats one of the gingerbread men. They all regroup in the living room, but then the crazy clown falls through the ceiling. Aunt Dorothy shoots the angel and the teddy bear and is about to shoot the clown, but then the elves bust through the window. See, I, this is the best part of the movie. I love the chaos of just the elves. <laughs> A mea culpa, the elves busting Cheering. through the window. Yes. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> they chain up Aunt Dorothy and take her and the baby away. Howard grabs onto the snake at the last second and gets pulled away as well. The elves are about to kill the family, but hear a howl in the distance and flee. Is there a deleted scene? We never even learned. Like, what are they? Re- I thought it was Krampus, Krampus that was going. Yeah. Like, but why? Because he wants to take care of their angels. Because he's done now with them, or about to be done with them. So he's probably like, "Gather up, kids. We're gonna get the rest of them." Why would he not say like? Yeah, just chain them up and bring them all over here. Unless he just wants to torture them a little bit longer. He probably wants to get the kid that wrote him the letter himself. Maybe. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. Mm. They resolve to flee to the snowplow and form a conga line and start walking, <laughs> but Grandma resolves to stay behind and confront Krampus. Grandma is being way too dramatic. Krampus descends through the chimney I have what do we think of Krampus, but we already talked about that. I love its crazy eyes. I love its crazy tongue. I love its crazy wrinkled face. I love how fucking huge it is. I love when it chortles at Max later in the movie. (laughs) When it wipes away that tear. I'm surprised I didn't remember that. Because that's hysterical. The (laughs) The fact that he really does that and turns back to the elves and they had just like... (laughs) 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 okay um he opens his sack and all of the toys attack her fine i thought grandma was way too smug way too full of herself i was not (laughs) by yeah she was scared (laughs) 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 she did yeah Clearly Krampus. <laughs> we rejoin the blizzard party as they move through the snow. They can see the plow in the distance, but then the snow demon starts chasing them. Tom shoots it a couple times, but it keeps pursuing them. Tom tells them he's going to stay back to fend it off so they can make it. But he was 30 feet away from right, the freaking... He shoots it a couple times, but runs out of bullets and it gets him. They make it to the plow, but it also catches Linda and Sarah. I think this was effective. I think this was emotional. Them all saying goodbye to the kids and stuff. I didn't think Tom was, because he was like, bye, buddy. Right. He didn't say love you or anything. He was just like, goodbye, buddy. That's some dad shit. (laughs) I think that's just... He also called him honey. He did. That was weird. He did? In the the dining room. Yeah, in the dining room. I noticed that, too. That's more well, dad-like to me, but the, my dad always calls me honey. I, I think it's... I remember my dad 
doing it occasionally and then always just because it's different for like a father to call their son I don't son think my honey. dad has ever called me honey my dad calls my brother honey he calls me CJ he calls me squirrel man squirrel man oh. you've never heard him call me squirrel man no what okay. what does that mean because <laughs> I'm squirrely that's all I've never heard him say because I'm squirrely squirrel man yeah that's so Okay. Um, it's just Max and Stevie, but the car won't start and the elves come. Yes. <laughs> it's very like Lord, Lord of the Flies. They just like take them away to be sacrificed. One of the elves one of the elves gets taken by the snow demon though. That's a weird oh, point. That's right. Why do they do that? Max... Like, Let me just put you wherever else yes. is. <laughs> bring you back to the fire. Max tries to chase after Stevie, but Krampus sta- stops him and gives him a gift of the Krampus ornament wrapped up in the note that Max tore up earlier. I think this is very, this is a weird conversation in a good way. He comes upon this crazy pagan ritual where they're going to sacrifice crazy. Stevie. Night. <laughs> Max tries to say like, I take back my wish. I take it all back. Give me back my family and throws the ornament and the ornament sinks into the ground and opens up a pit to hell. The elves throw Stevie into the pit of the hell. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> this entire time Krampus is listening earnestly yeah. and hmm. doesn't go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah, drama. <laughs> Max begs, I know you can fix this. Give them back. Take me instead. Yes, this is where <laughs> Krampus gets really close to him and like wipes away a tear and seems like he's going to be very nice and then he like turns around and like gestures and the elves laugh like <laughs> and that's when they throw Stevie into the pit. Um, Max says, I'm sorry, I just wanted Christmas to be like it used to be and then Krampus throws him into the pit to hell. Fades to white, it was all a dream? Max wakes up screaming it's Christmas Day. Everyone is jovial and congenial and doesn't remember a thing. Grandma gives a knowing look and says Merry Christmas, Max, as she hands him a box containing the Krampus ornament. Everyone pauses and looks at it. They all kind of remember. And then they turn up the fire as they look uneasy. The camera pans out and they're in a snow globe in Krampus's workroom? Which is full of other <laughs> similar snow globe. It's which sorry, go ahead. I will say I guess there's like a pessimistic ending that they're they're in hell. You know? Yeah. He threw them all into the pit of hell and like this that snow globe is the edges of their universe. They're in the hell together. Uh, no, don't what? say that. <laughs> I was going to say what Michael Doherty was like thinking when he did the ending. So it's like, he won't confirm whether it's like good ending or bad ending, but the endings are like, um, the good one is like, they're fine, but Krampus is just like watching over them. Bad ending is like, they're just like, you know. They're in like a Because it is limbo. kind of like a blurry, yeah. like a light. It's not a clear shot the entire time, right? Yeah, it's like kind of blurred, yeah. which is why I thought it was a dream. Yeah. And I was going to be like, what? Um, but apparently there's a comic book that ties in with this and it confirms that it's the good ending. So oh. Krampus was just watching What's them. the comic book about? It's just... called Shadow of St. Nicholas. It's called The Elves. 
I'm, I guess it's just like. <laughs> in the stars, three. I think it's just like about Krampus. Like. Oh, but it's a tie in, like a sequel tie in with it the says, movie? It says the tie in comic book, oh. Shadow of St. Nicholas. Oh. Also, fun fact hidden among the various snow globes at the end are the Psycho House, ah. Michael Doherty's own house. Oh. So the Bates Motel? Cool. Yep, I guess so. You're gonna throw in the Bates Motel, and you're not gonna throw in the Overlook Inn. <laughs> Maybe it was you're too big. You're just gonna put like iconic places. I mean, I bet you could pause it and like see all the houses, because apparently there was a lot of like famous '80s horror movie houses in those snow globes. Because they also wanted to try to get the original um, Universal whatever logo from the '80s, because they're like, "Oh, we made this movie because we wanted it to be like an '80s horror movie," but they couldn't get the rights to it. Mm. So. Iconic houses, the poltergeist house, the Halloween house. That's all I got. The Black Man, Christmas house. Fancy Myers. Fancy Myers house from uh, Michael Myers. Uh, Nightmare. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Street. You're right. Also, a very confusing ending. We'll watch that one day. The Scream house. Opening scene. Pool on the outside. Yes. Drew Barrymore's house. Poltergeist. Did you say that? I said Poltergeist house, yeah. With the pool. That's all I remember about it. What? I forget you want. I, I said one, but I forget what I said. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. Mike Myers? Oh, Amityville Horror. Amityville Horror. Oh, duh. Yeah. The, 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 easily the most, like, with the two windows. Yeah, duh. And Carrie, you win. That's Carrie's the best house. one. Yeah. We should Carrie pause it White. and look at it next time. What does Anything? Carrie White's tombstone say? I don't know. We'll end on that note. <laughs> on Carrie White's tombstone. Burns in hell. Why did I think it was more exciting than that? <laughs> <laughs> Carrie White burns in hell. Fine. I thought it. I honestly thought it said "suck sticks in hell," just because. Oh, but what? That's, that's from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh. <laughs> Easily to mix the two. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Okay. Anyway. But That's yeah. it. Well, thanks to Adrian and Connor for joining yes. us this Thank time. Thank you for having me. Yeah.